A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone. It's the Red Men TV podcast. Weird, isn't it? Why is weird? someone different behind the, behind the old... Curtain, as it were. Behind the curtain. I thought behind the curtain. We, had a curtain. we actually have got curtains in this room. There are people behind them, but that's because it's the world. Yeah. Uh, the entire world is behind those curtains. Uh, we do. We do have We have a new, a new director, and we have a, a video version of this. Again, we didn't have it last week because I didn't couldn't want be to. Asked, I think. Couldn't be asked. didn't want to. We do this week. So if you want to watch the video version, you can. It's on the redmentv.com, but we'll plug that later on. Um, how are you doing today? I'm great, you know. Really good? I, I'm just... You've you know been awake what? for eight hours at this point? That That is totally true, and it's still early. But you appreciate things differently when you have a day off with the two kids. Mm. And coming to work for a rest now is is, is top of my agenda. <laughs> yeah, we've got a busy day today, actually. I, I, I was doing the new and show. it's nothing compared and it, to what I went through yesterday. <laughs> nothing compared to the living hell of looking after two children. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, we've got loads on. We've got the Reds Transfer Roundup coming up later. Which stay, me and you are going to be doing comments below as well. Which, and the live fixtures show as well, which we, we don't know how that's going to work. Well, if it doesn't go, if it goes as well as Last week, you're going to call our last subscribers wolves again. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Did you like that? Talk to live, Facebook Live to insult our subscribers. Fantastic. Yeah, if you um, have you still got slots available for it? No. Oh, wow, it's all booked up. We're going with five. Okay. We're going to tell everyone that that's full. It's not, we can fit nine, but we're not going out because he's on there. You well, bad, bad if you're ever interested in, in, in getting involved with Chris in any way, shape, Ooh. or form, um, the Redman TV subscribers. If you're a subscriber to the, to the to the website, you can have access to that. Hashtag Nick for tips. And you can... What? <laughs> <laughs> um, I did have some... Hashtag I, I just ran nips that. for tips. What? You've got your woo... For super chat, right. mine's nips for tips. Okay, so I ran that through me racism filter first there, and it, 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 I get your context so it passes. Um, but yeah, the um, yeah, if people want to get involved with stuff. The Redman TV subscribers, we're trying to in- integrate people into stuff as much as possible, so that should be good fun. Uh, should we get stuck into some questions? Let's talk, buddy. Paul. Let's kick it off then. Uh, we've got a, a question to kick us off, and I'm sure we've answered this one is before. This, yeah, I printed these off. If this is if this is about sauce and bacon butties, we've answered it seven. Well, we're going to answer, we'll answer it again for pre-season. Um, at Miles underscore Tarbox, which sauce do you prefer in a bacon sandwich? Um, tomato brown sauce. For a start, it's called a bacon butty. Yeah. Um, so, not a bacon so, sandwich. So your life out. Yeah. And you, you brown sauce, man? Yes. Weird. It's not weird. It's grown up. Yeah, but it's... <laughs> have, There's no coming have, back from you that. Mar- you have marmalade on your toast as well. That's yeah. a grown up thing. Really? Yeah. Fucking hell, Chris. You've got slippers as well that have got backs. No, I don't. You do? No, I don't. Oh, have you gotten rid of them? You got About them. three years ago. All right. Why did you get them? 
Kannst du dich gerade backen? Ja, das ist schon ein Sand. Es war das, was ich auch gerne in der Hause hatte. Es war der cheaper of the two options, Paul. Ja, <laughs> yeah, there is a fine balance. I do have an upstairs set of slippers and a downstairs set of slippers, both backless. So, and there was another. There was another. So that's the alternative. Yeah, so are they, are they half the price of your backless ones? <laughs> no, they're not. Oh, they're financial <laughs> disaster. <laughs> but it still costs less than a new house. <laughs> yeah. So my Star Wars ones are upstairs out the way in case we have visitors. Right on. And my downstairs are just plain blue with some stickers that my kids put on there. Okay, amazing. Um, catch up for me anyway. And some of last year's roast dinner from Christmas Day because I. Spilt it on me slippers, and I don't I don't know whether you put them in the wash or not. But I'm sure you can put you can put trainers in the wash, can't yeah, you? Yeah, but they're never the same, and I, I like my slippers even with the. the, the, the everything's fine. It's, they've aged well. Like fine, wine, wine. Um, <laughs> bake, so bacon butter and it's toast. Toast. That was the that was my next question, and, and my next question answered. Well done. <laughs> this is brilliant. We should just do this for the whole thing. What you just do is you just answer all the questions before I ask them. I mean, I'm not sure it makes great radio, but it makes us laugh as we've been doing to each other for for many years. Um, yeah, I, toast for me. Absolutely agree. I went through a spell of of bread. I just don't like the fact that the bread can sometimes stick to the roof of your mouth, and then you and then you're playing a game with your tongue well, to get the bread down. I just it's I'm toast, not bread, and bacon are the two foods that hold heat the worst yeah in the world so you just get you're just doubling your chances of having a really cold breakfast it's surface area isn't it that's why yeah so if you can if you can go if you if you go on toast and you with with your bacon at least you've got a slightly better chance i did i did have a stage where i went in university and and my shopping used to cost me around about 59p because i'd buy a packet of coca noodles for each day of the week um but then you know i when you got your student loan and I would change my diet up slightly and then Mackies. and you would have a Mackey's on a Friday for example uh, Mega Max at the time remember Mega them Max. amazing if you remember the Mega Max let us know in the comments the um, because it, yeah it, it be never been seen I think like childhood obesity laws basically Jamie Oliver's probably to blame for us not having any more Mega Max but, but continue they were, they were great and I did go through a stage where I just used to eat a lot of tuna, tuna butties mm. and I would Sometimes you can have tuna on toast, can't you? Tuna yeah, mayo on toast. And sometimes we would have one round of toast and one round of bread just to mix it up. Just. <laughs> <laughs> just to spice it up a bit. <laughs> well, sorry. So, like. Did you ever do the toast was the toast bottom. on top and no, no, bread on bottom? No, the toast was the toast was always the bottom, and so, then there was tuna mayo, and then there was a round of bread. No, so, so, right, so genuinely, so if you had a sandwich, you constructed a tuna butty. Toast, tuna mayo, bread. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah, I used to do it fairly regularly. Wow. I really got bored of tuna butty, but that was all I could afford. <laughs> I, so I thought you were saying, like, you do a round of tu- Oh, no, 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 it doesn't toast, really mix butties. it up, that, does it? Well, yeah, it does. <laughs> not, not enough. <laughs> <laughs> this is where the natural evolution of it went to. Oh, Do you know what? I really liked it as well. I really liked it as well. What about like toast, tuna, bread, tuna, toast? No, I would always. I'm a, I'm a fan of toast, sausage, toast, bacon, tin tomato, toast. Tin tomato. Oh yeah, on, on a butty, on a double decker. Yeah. Wow, bib. No, messy. <laughs> It's fine. It Change was. I used to I doing used, you, eating your pajamas. Do you know the way when we go to Mackey's, I've got a Chrissy special mm. that I would go for. Mm. Well, I would. Go, I would ask my mum for a Chrissy special for breakfast, and she would give me toast, sausage, toast, bacon, tin tomato toast. Wow. 
And sometimes to mix it up, I throw around the bread in the middle and the tomato would soak the bread up. Yeah. Amazing. Go ahead. Fantastic. There we go. See, probably the best question we've had. And we and you and and you didn't want to answer it because we'd answered it before. That's all well, new. Yeah. All this all new information that people come. If you just if this is your first Redmen podcast and you've come for Liverpool stuff, I am so sorry. I am so very sorry. I'm not sorry because this is who we are and this is what we do. Um, so we're going to ask some Liverpool questions then. Um, Gooseman Dembele on uh, Twitter said, "Do transfer fees even mean anything anymore, or is it just the wages we should worry about?" Funnily enough, I can't remember who it was, so apologies if you are listening, but there was a subscriber who put in our um, Facebook group Mm -hmm. this week a really, really interesting comment about um, budgets and how we should stop considering a transfer budget as being a sum of money that could be, let's say, a war chest of 150 or 200 million Mm -hmm. because the wages have got to come out of those budgets as well because essentially what you've got at a football club is your I think footy manager breaks it down into a wage budget don't they, and a transfer yeah. budget and you can take one from the other a little bit mm-hmm. nowadays um, you, I think which it, essentially tells you it's all it's, it's all, all one budget the same exactly and I think every fan of every football club gets caught up in it and they probably shouldn't yeah. but it's a one-upmanship against fans of other clubs, isn't yeah. it? I think people like the headline figures of transfer fees don't they and ultimately you know because we 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 never really know what happens with transfer fees because more often you, you see this, the, whether they get broken down over years. How often does a full transfer fee get paid in this in the way that you think you think it would get paid? How often does a transfer fee come up front? Um, no, it's it's it is interesting. But by that logic, Liverpool have probably Liverpool should really just say they've got like a five hundred million war chest or you know what I mean. You could because effectively, if you pay the players nothing, yeah, then you've got loads more. There to is also I, I think there's also a reason why. You tell you tell football fans how much they're getting on a weekly basis because it's the smallest figure. Mm. I think you know yeah. there'd be a lot of uproar if the people started thinking, "Hang on a minute, they're getting seven million pounds a fucking year." Well, maybe maybe that or also, well, yeah, maybe 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 that's the thing. But also, I don't know whether there's a maybe it's just how people relate to it. You know what I mean? You don't you can you can make sense of what what. You can't though of because a weekly, you, you, of a weekly you can, of money. but you can't at the same time. In that, you can make sense of a hundred thousand if you earn twenty five grand, but thinking about that in a week, yeah, it, it blows your mind when you're actually yeah, when no. you're actually because you don't think of it in a week. Yeah, it's true. No, this is an, it's an interesting one. I've really thought about that way actually. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I think the transfer fees because I, I, I've mentioned it a few places that I'm reading Sochonomics at the minute, and it, they they their central premise is about wage spend. And how you what you spend it, it, the, there is a, a, a much more um the correlation between success and wage spend is far closer than between transfer Close. budget spend and, and 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 success because effectively and it, it it's it's slightly more I, I'm not doing it I'm not doing it justice but the, your wages are not just about what you spend what you're giving to your new players coming in it's what you give to your existing players because the teams that the, the teams that inevitably the team that spends the most on wages generally wins the league, or the teams that spend the most end up in the top few positions in the league. But that I said that's not all on incoming players. Yeah. You've got to spend to keep your best players at the club. So that's and that's where that's where you, I agree with the question. I think that they are, it is much more important than that, and that's why you look at like let's use Dejan Lovren this summer as an example. Signs a new contract at the end of the season. People go hundred grand, hundred grand a week for Dejan Lovren. Is he worth it? Yada yada yada. He's worth it because. You don't. You want a, a good quality squad. He's good enough to play for Liverpool. 
whether you could agree with he's he's good enough to play fifty games a season is, is kind of irrelevant. But he's good enough to be in Liverpool's first team squad. If you don't tie him down to that, you you effectively have to go out and buy another centre yeah. half. And in so in tying him down, and you know what you've got as well. Yeah, exactly. You've you've boxed that you've boxed that position. And that's that's what it's about. It's it's about minimising your the, te- the 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 player turnaround season in season out, keeping players and trusting the players develop and become better for the continuity of being in a club. So are we saying then, let's let's go back to an FSG debate slightly and we'll take on a bit of a tangent. If we were to take Liverpool's wage budget over the last seven years to see an owner who really wants to put money into the club, you would see a, a growing wage budget above inflation. You should be, I would guess that what if Liverpool want to be competitive, they'll be looking for value for money. But if I think we'll see it more in the if Liverpool manage to maintain a Champions League place or presence over the next two or three years, as I think that'll be the first way we can look at it. You would imagine when you when the figures come out that Liverpool's wage budget will have significantly in, increased, and I mean that in terms of. Because you've got more players in your squad, but also a per head spend yeah. will have gone up from this time last year to the the start of this this season. Effectively, so what you're saying is we're increasing the squad size. We're going to take that out of the equation. We want everybody. Let's say the average wage was eighty thousand. It's now ninety thousand. But there's another five would, people. That for would, example. That would be my. I think it would go. Both will go up because it makes it, sense. Yeah, naturally. And I think what we what you want to look at is. You should, if you want to be a competitive force at the top of the league, we should be, we should have a, a wage spend that that reflects roughly the position in the league table that we're we're looking to we're looking to end up. Now it's tough because I don't I don't think you go from, you don't jump to extremes. No. I think I think that's I don't think that's the way Liverpool are run. So I, I, as we've seen with anything. Even like the main stand and the, the development of Anfield, they've not gone all in on a 90,000 90, upgrade or whatever because it's incremental incremental upgrades because that's just the way for better for worse that's the way it's run so I would I don't think you go you don't think you start slugging it out with Man City straight off the bat but I wouldn't shock me if in two or three years time if the if everything goes to plan we will be up there, effectively. Yeah. And I suppose that you know you've you've got to take into consideration uh, other things like, for example, Manchester United last year spending three hundred thousand on Ibrahimovic or whatever it was a week, mm-hmm. well they didn't pay a transfer fee, yeah, and that's why they can afford it. Whereas this year he's probably not going to be there, and therefore they'll have that money to spend on transfer and well, a bit of the wages. It'll be interesting well. to see what Man United is like because if they're getting Wayne Rooney off the books and Zlatan's off the books, there's effectively six hundred grand a week yeah. back in your coffers. Now is Morata going to come in on three hundred grand a week? I don't think he will. I think he'll go in on top wages. I think he'll go in around two hundred odd. But you still, but the fee then comes into things. Yeah, as well, exactly. But I, but I, I think I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me to see Man United's wage spend come down a little bit. Um, because and this is the thing. This is the situation there, and that's the situation Liverpool were faced with. Was five years ago, you know, Liverpool stopped being a Champions League team six, six, six years, seven years ago, and there was, so we weren't getting value for the for the wage spend in our squad anymore. And you know, it looked like asset stripping at the time, and maybe it was just maybe it was. Who knows? I don't I don't think it was, but you've well, got asset to, stripping would have it would have been sold. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and I think the uh, we. <laughs> Hopefully, we're now back in a position where those you know, those top wages that we were paying when we were a Champions League team, we're going to get back into that back into that world, back yeah. into that world again. Interesting question, that though. Mm. 
really, really good stuff. Because that's the thing about, I think, transfer... You can... Zlatan Ibrahimovic is the perfect argument for that, is that you don't get Zlatan Ibrahimovic unless you pay top ridiculous wages. So it's far more important. You, you're the best players in the world. The way, How much money you pay for a player has absolutely zero bearing on how much a player wants to play for you. Yeah. If that if that makes sense, unless unless you're a money grabbing bastard. But no, but the point is, yeah, but you but you don't get as a player, you don't get a cut of that transfer fee. So you you'll, you you that, that's a that's an inter club thing. Yeah. I mean, so there's a, there's a signing on fee. Yeah, but the, yeah, which but could be made for the player exactly. and it's separate. But that's right. a separate thing. That's another separate thing, isn't it? Uh, or part of the part of the contract, whatever. But effectively, you know, if you're a Everyone could be. It doesn't. Yeah. Again, the, the, what you, what you pay for the player doesn't impact the player. It's the fucking contract that gets pushed in front of them with how much they're going to earn per, per year, <laughs> per, per per week. Um, that's the thing that's gonna that's gonna turn their heads. But yeah, Guzman Dembele, fantastic question. Um, just a uh, so uh, there's one question I really want to get stuck into on this. Um, let me just check. Oh yeah, here we go. Um, I just wanted to check that it's actually it's actually in here. Um, okay. Just a quick one then. Uh, Jacob Burston, Cobb, you'll never walk alone, says, would you like to see Alonso join Stevie G with the under-18s? Um, I don't know. I mean, on, on the surface, my first instinct would be to say yes, mm-hmm. but maybe not. Maybe there's a... Why Why would he want to go and be an assistant manager to the under-18s, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, or something like that? I mean, if you're going to find a role for him within the club... And you've almost earmarked Gerard as a future manager. I don't, I don't know how that sits. Do you find him another role? Yeah. You know what I mean. And I, I don't think you put him to. The, I don't think you can put him to the under 16s or the under 17s because there's a clear hierarchy there. Yeah. But you can't put him to the under 23s well, either. You can't so bring him in the first team. Exactly. Coaching so staff because yeah, it no. actually might cause more problems. I'd love him to be around the club. I'd love him to be a teacher in yeah. some way, shape, or form. I just, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird one. I'd, I'd like to see Alonso. You might, uh, if he wants to be a coach and he wants to get yeah. into that, I'd, I don't, I'd rather him do it at Liverpool than anywhere else because you, you're going to be a much better footballer by playing with Xavi Alonso every every week, even if he is, you know, he's obviously at retirement age. Um, Maybe I'm just overthinking it, Paul. Maybe the answer is just yes. Yeah, well, yeah. I, look, I would like to see, I, I, but I. I, not at the under 18s I don't see the point but you're right the Gerard thing confuses it because normally I, I, I wouldn't have put Gerard with the under 18s in yeah. this situation I wouldn't have said I'll oh, bring him in to put him with the unders I'd have thought under 23s or you know assistant manager or what, whatever we're doing it in a different way I want Alonso I just want Alonso around the training ground and we, we did we said this about Gerard originally when we talked about that made the Zidane comparisons Sudan was like was basically an ambassador for Real, but he was on the training pitch. He was just training with the with the first team. I would like Alonso to do that because while he's still got a few more years, where he's still going to be in decent physical condition, mm. um, and he can actually impart a bit of a bit of wisdom. I'd love him to come in and be do a similar sort of thing like that. Maybe you just have to invent a role for Xabi Alonso, but I don't see you right at without delving into any hypothetical problems. I don't see how that works him going into the under under 18s but it is it is an interesting one do let us know your thoughts on that actually um as it on the Acast app or if you want to get involved you can do via via Twitter or Facebook or the website itself if you're watching on it the new comments box via discuss um good question though Jacob thank you very much let's move on to the so here's the thing I really wanted to I really wanted to get our teeth into this week 
it's two questions and kind of they kind of tie into the same thing. So Paul Austin, who's Paul Big Paulie, says, if we have an agreed target list, why not just get on with it like the Blues have? And LFC Osprey, who's um, Diggins, says, what are the benefits of waiting to bid for a player? Why not just get the ball rolling? So, you know... Yeah, similar, very similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah similar yeah, tone, probably. and that is why. Why, and I think I think the Everton thing's a good way to frame it. So Everton have gone out and they've bought God knows how many players now. You know they've probably sorted five, at least five players out. They've identified their top targets and they've gone out and, and sorted it. I guess the question is, why haven't Liverpool been as prolific in the transfer market so far when we clearly know who the players are that we want? Um, I genuinely believe. In the past, we have been in a situation where the players have decided they don't want to come to Liverpool. Now, this is the first season for a long time where every one of our top targets, I believe, wants to come to Liverpool. Mm -hmm. That's a massive shift for what's been going on over the last few years. Even go back to the Salah stuff from Chelsea. He wanted, even then, he wanted to come to us, but we weren't willing to get the deal done. So it's slightly different and stuff. But how many players, William, over the years, have ended up going somewhere else because they didn't want to come to Liverpool? This is a better situation to be in uh-huh. because the players want to come to us first and foremost. And secondly, we don't need to settle for our second best options yeah. because the, our first options haven't gone anywhere else yet. Yeah. And, you know, it's frustrating that Liverpool haven't signed these players yet. It, it is, of course it is. You know, we know that Klopp wants to get them in for the first day of pre-season training, which happens to be today. Yeah. But he wanted them in for pre-season training to learn about his new tactics, these fluid tactics that he's talking about. He wants them in to hear his ideas and all that type of stuff. He'll be more frustrated than us, even even though he doesn't look it with his umbrella on his head and stuff. <laughs> but, you know, the, the, the point that I'm trying to make is... Our first, our first choices haven't gone anywhere else. Why settle for second best? Yeah, no, it's true. I think the the, the major, the major fundamental difference for Liverpool this window is we are. I mean, let us let's actually let's let's focus at Everton signing. So Everton have signed Michael Keane. Yeah, they've Pickford. signed Davy Classen. They've signed uh, Sandro Pickford. They've signed Sandro Ramirez, and they've signed Anyakuru. Um, now, would you let's just say let's just say hypothetically because obviously Jamie Carragher took the piss out of them big time this week, which was hilarious. Any of those players that you'd you'd have, you'd have sort of battle Everton for? Um, <laughs> I've had this argument with my brother already this week, so we had an argument about this stuff last night. Maybe it was the night before. I can't remember. Um, so one that he was talking about was Keane, and he'd, he'd like he'd get in Liverpool side, and I was like, look. You know, I could understand why You'd you think would that. think that. <laughs> yeah. But and and again, this is this is being frank. This is being as open and honest as I, as I possibly can be. I said to him, like, look, mate, I watched Dejan Lovren come from a side where he played as as one of the best centre backs in the league, which is exactly what Michael Keane's just done. Mm-hmm. There's a reason, first and foremost, that Man United didn't go back in for him. Yeah. There's a reason that they paid. I think Everton have paid over the odds in that he's British. Man United signed there is Eric Bali for the same price mm-hmm. around about the same age not too long ago. Yeah. And I don't think he's on Eric Bali's level. I think yeah. Bali had a great season last season. Keane played really well in a side that was set up for defending. We've seen Dejan Lovren do that and we've seen him struggle in a Liverpool side that yeah. essentially says go and defend with one other guy mm-hmm. and no fullbacks. Yeah. I wouldn't be willing to take a £30 million risk on Michael Keane being able to fit into our 
formation. Yeah. And that's just because I've seen it done. Yeah. And I'm not saying that Michael Keane's a bad defender, but it's a big shift in style going from a Burnley to an Everton, which maybe five years ago I wouldn't have thought. Because yeah. I know a little bit more about it now and I've seen it happen. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't take that risk. Yeah. So he's a good defender. I think he'll be a good signing for him. Yeah. But for Liverpool to spend £30 million on a risk yeah. when you've got other things to do. And that's why I think the, the, the Van Dyke thing is why we're willing to spend so much money because I don't believe they think that's a risk yeah. even though financially it might be yeah well I, I, yeah, and, I, and I look at their team there's nothing wrong with any of those signs they're all good and, and I, I think like Sandra Ramirez is going to be one of those players that after a month everyone's going to be sticking him in the fantasy team because he's one of those... Wait until they sign Giroud as well. Well, yeah. They signed Giroud this week. Yeah and you know like Pickford I think is good but I think again as you said they've overpaid massively for and again, him. again would he are we that sure that he's worth more than Simon Mignolet right it, now? Is you know he £25 I mean? million pounds better goalkeeper than Karius? Exactly. I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't say yes or I wouldn't say yes or no. I think you could You go, yeah, absolutely, because look, you know, he had, a re- he had a really good season last season and Karius didn't have a really good season. Again, we've had, we've had a goalkeeper from Sunderland who's done amazingly well and we've signed him and look what it, look what, how it worked out. Yeah, so because it's only, you'd say, what, how many seasons? Four seasons we've had him and he's probably had two good seasons in, in four. And you're risking a lot more. And Liverpool, I think Liverpool are quite stacked actually now. Yeah. Whereas, you know, at the beginning of last year I said it was probably a weak position still. I don't think it is now and I, I don't think Liverpool need to spend 30 minutes. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Pounds on a goalkeeper. That's it. And like uh, David Class, and I, I like the look of him. I did I did a bit of scouting into him when I was doing the the transfer shows on Ball Social Street. Club. Um, before I was talking to, to Baz from Toffee TV about it, and he looks fine, but I don't know what he is. He doesn't seem. He he reminds me of. He's not, I'm not saying he's like Tim Kale, but uh, exactly. But what what Tim Kale was, he was like an attacking mid, but he was never like lightning quick, and he was never great at great feet. And he wasn't like a, you know, he wasn't like dead tall or dead rubber, but he had 
he was just a tenacious motherfucker, and he worked really hard, and he had an eye, and he had an eye for goal, and he had the ability to crop up in the right places at the right time. He's good and, and all that, but again, I look, I, I would have, I would have been more. I, if I was an Everton fan, I would probably have wanted Sigurdsson yeah. more than yeah. him. Yeah, because it's the same kind yeah. of a player. Yeah, you, you've you've pretty much described yeah. Sigurdsson, except we know he works in the Premier League yeah. and he's and he's consistent. Yeah, and so I, what it comes down to again though is that is the like they're all fine, and I don't I don't know enough about uh, on your at all to make that to make that call. I know I think it was. Nicky from West Ham fan TV saying they were a bit annoyed that they, they didn't just get that they didn't just get that over the line given how little it was relatively speaking and then Everton just got it got it sorted but I, let's let's go back to the Keane let's the Keane Van Dyke thing as as an example um, and again just to put it, at, at this point I, I'm not sure Liverpool are going to go back for, for Van Dyke necessarily it does look like it is as dead as they kind of said it was going to be is he two and a half times or two and a bit times the player that Keane is based on transfer value, probably not. You know, I'm not sure that he. I'm not sure he's a forty million better mm. or forty plus million whatever better def- defender than Keane. But here's the thing, and this is what for me what it boils down to is it's about the desirability of these players, and this is what Liverpool haven't really faced up to before. Is that in order to improve our squad, we have to go and get really good footballers. If you've got a really good footballer. You don't really want to sell them. Let's be perfectly honest. And we're we're now all of a sudden shopping at clubs or looking to shop at clubs that equally are have have really lofty ambitions themselves. We're not going to, you know. Okay, Southampton's not the best example of this. this. No, I get where you're going. And it's like when we sold Suarez. Exactly. It's like the Coutinho thing right now. We've put apparently put a hundred million euro price tag on Phil Coutinho. It's a bit low, lads. But yeah. But the point is, no one will pay. Ninety million pounds for Phil Coutinho right now, um, because he's not worth ninety million pounds right now. That's far. You know, you have to be genuinely world class to to command that kind of fee. And this is the thing we're doing that to detract people from making making bids, and that's where Liverpool are. And I think I don't think Liverpool are being slow in the window, per se. It's just that the the the, the players that we want, the clubs don't want to sell them. Mm. And there's no financial pressures to sell these players anymore because even Southampton are now loaded because of the Premier League uh, TV rights money. RB Leipzig don't are, are, are bankrolled heavily, so don't need to don't need to sell players. And they've also they've got Champions League etc etc to offer to offer the players. So I think that it's just that we appear to be moving more slowly because ultimately the deals we're trying to conclude are just much more complicated than yeah. deals we've had to conclude look, in the look, past. Yeah, I think that's a great point and backed up by the fact that Burnley had the lowest wage budget and the, like, the lowest spend in the Premier League last season. 30 million quid's massive for mm-hmm. them and it's, a, and it's a good fee for them as well. And look, again, going back to Everton science, really good. Look, I'm not worried about what Liverpool are doing. I'm really not. Yeah. And if it takes a little bit of time, I'd rather Klopp get his, his top targets yeah. and wait a month than end up with a, 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 a lesser player. Yeah. And I think, uh, just to expand on it from the uh, LSU Osprey, saying what are the benefits of waiting to bid for a player. And again, I don't fully understand, because I, I did this on the news show today. This is like, it's a topsy-turvy approach window, this, where now the new thing is to get deals agreed with players and then go in for bids. And whether that's probably always been the way, but it's the first time it's been conc- reported. Every transfer has almost been reported that way. Sacco's agreed personal terms with Palace, but they've yet to agree a fee with Liverpool. Liverpool have talked to Van Dijk, Liverpool have agreed with Keita. You know, um, Lukaku had agreed to move to someone and it's still not being I, I be- announced. I believe 
the the, the one of the reasons that we got in a little bit of trouble with the Van Dyke stuff was because Klopp met him, whereas I. I believe that all of these other deals are done with intermediaries yeah. that you can't essentially trace back to the club. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but who but knows? Yeah. But the point, either way, is that still that we, we, without bringing up all that stuff back up again. But it's mad, isn't it? That that's how how many transfer deals are being reported this way mm. this summer is is mental. But it, what, what it comes back to is, I don't fully know effectively why we aren't putting bids in, but it does look very much like. They're not looking. Yeah. It does make sense though, Paul. Because yeah, yeah. you know, if, if for example, Liverpool might know that Southampton don't want to sell, and we'll use the Van Dyke deal and, and take out all, all everything that you know about the Van Dyke deal. But they Liverpool do know that Southampton are going to be a pain in the arse yeah. to get a fee over the line yeah. with, or, um, or or Leipzig, whatever for Kater. It might be worth you finding out before the two months of negotiation whether the guy wants to come to you. Yeah, exactly. Because that would be a fucking nightmare. Oh, no. You've, I mean, even footy chat manager, well, we've Is all done that. Is it worth me going through this you've, negotiation yeah. process if the guy's just going to go, I've no interest in moving clubs? Are you cunt? Yeah. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's true. But the only issue with it, and I, and I, whether it's just politicking or there's a there's a there's, there's just get, there's probably a certain level of gamesmanship going on with it, is that there's... Once you know that player wants to join, yeah, why the ball isn't getting, why we are not rolling the dice and getting the ball rolling immediately after that is the thing that I I agree. There seems to be a little disconnect in our understanding, and, and that's there. probably to do with the you know the Sacco and what's happening with Kev Stewart and all these things. Because again, we've talked about a budget and we've got players who were paying wages to, and we've got money that's probably sat there wrapped up in transfer fees like thirty million. They're probably they probably budgeted for twenty two to twenty five mm-hmm. or whatever. You know all this money. They need to make sure that that side of things is going right. Yeah. Because you can't end up in a place where you've just spent seventy million quid on Van Dyke and no fuckers coming in for a thirty million sacco. Yeah. And you've got him sat on your wages yeah. on a hundred and whatever a, a, a week plus that fee that you were counting on. So it's more than just let me buy you. You've got to think about your, your, your yeah. cash movements. I just, I, I just think there's probably again there's a hierarchy of football thing that we're having to try and play a little bit better with this one. And if you know that a club is not not dead keen on selling a player, like most clubs aren't dead keen, but there are some that it's the clear financial model. That they have to sell a player or two every every season to finance what to finance what they do, and they're probably the easy. But unfortunately, again, it's the hierarchy. You can go to an Ajax and do that. You can go to a Celtic and do that. You can go to certain clubs and say because you know that's how they, they how they work. But again, because there's, there is no passion to sell these players, maybe it is just a, a, a there's an air of we we're sound. We we know that the player wants to join. That's the most important thing in that regard. What you just do is let that fester for a bit, yeah. let the, let the player stew on it, let him get agitated a little bit because you probably know that it's not as cut and dry as because if you go with a straight bid, they'll just go no, and then you're getting into like a yeah, you need to wait for him to change 50, his profile 55, picture, 60, 65, yeah, exactly on, on Twitter to, get, to make sure that he's he's cutting Southampton off the deal. Exactly. And it, you know the Van Dyke thing is interesting. I think he'll move this season because he'll become a problem that Southampton don't want to have. Hmm. Maybe whether he goes to us or not is yeah. completely different. Yeah, I mean, that, that, I suppose that all you know we see it all the time, don't we? The the one more season, you know, the, the one more season thing, and he'll probably go and have a great season off the back of it, and then Chelsea come in with a hundred million bid next summer and I'll box that off. But that's the thing. I, I wonder. I do wonder whether that's a little bit of the game that Liverpool are playing on here because, and that's just due to the type of the type of player that we're trying to buy. It's not as simple as chucking the bid in because you know because you know your bid's not going to be accepted. There needs to be. 
it's just probably just more it, it, it'll be more complex than we know and then, and that we understand but um everyone's still just trying to find a fax machine yeah yeah if we've got a phone <laughs> blowing the dust off thing oh that's no that's an old telephone uh, that's an answer that's an answer machine it's got a cassette in it wow well, well, fantastic um yeah so there is there's definitely something but as i say i think probably to answer the question it probably does boil down to it, it's proof that we're we're just targeting a higher profile of a footballer this time around and clubs just that we're going to just have slightly more power than maybe we'd like in these situations ultimately we're not Real Madrid you know so we don't have the ability we're not quite that like they go there's probably RB, RB Leipzig are probably thinking well fuck Liverpool yeah. because we're both in the same boat here you know, we're both j- just coming into the Champions League. They probably think they probably have harbour ambitions or, or, or consider themselves on a par. It's not like when Real Madrid come in and you go, "There's a you, you resign to the fact yeah. that oh, for fuck's sake, yeah. it's real. What and are we gonna? Look, what are we, we gonna? You do? know, we've got the Liverpool echo, not Marsa. I don't know if Liverpool echo's reach is quite as good as Marsa's, <laughs> but every time fucking Marsa, the mouthpiece of Real Andy, the echo it doesn't really work like that for no, us. No, exactly. So maybe it's all the echoes. But fault. we are. But to be fair though, we are that we are seeing more of that though, aren't we? We are the the the, the, the tactical leaking of stuff. It does seem yeah. to be all part of the game that's being played, and I think maybe we've we've played that. We've been inexperienced in that, which is maybe caused maybe, Liverpool maybe, a couple of problems maybe. so far. Um, but no, brilliant. I can say I think that's a it's a really interesting subject, and you know, all's well that ends well. I think what Hopefully. was interesting was mentioned in um, I don't know whether it was the Sanfield at or whether it was the Echo, but that that actually Klopp wants the players in before they go on the Hong Kong tour. Which is the fifteenth uh, or sixteenth, or well, it's after the Wigan game, effectively. So that's when he would like them to be there. I think the less asked about these two first games. So I mean, take that, take that as you will. But yeah, um, more on that when it follows. One thing that's quite interesting, actually, looking at the because obviously the squad that's returned for pre-season. Daniel Sturridge is in it, of course. We've seen no real solid interest in anyone looking to take him. The last thing that came out this week was that Klopp's actually happy to keep him yeah. because it would cost too much money to replace yeah. him effectively um, so the question comes in Michael Quinn M. Quinn 1994 do you see <clears throat> do you see Sturge playing a key role this season personally I do for me still our first choice striker when fully fit um, yeah but maybe not in the in the same way Michael I think you know a key role for me doesn't necessarily mean he's starting loads of games mm-hmm. uh, I think he can still be a key role in the squad and I think that's what he's going to be this season I think yeah. I think Firmino for me is probably the, 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 the first team starter whenever he's fit and available depending on how many games we've got in a week and stuff like that but I do think Sturridge will play a lot I think he'll have a lot of appearances yeah. you might be talking 30 to 40 appearances if he's fit yeah exactly yeah um, and that that to me is a key role. Yeah. And I think you know he might define what formation we're playing as well. Mm-hmm. You know, if we switch it up and do see two up top, then it'll be because storage has been put in the side. Yeah. Um, but as as a first teamer in the big game, for example, I'd be really shocked if he was starting against Chelsea it, it, or Manchester City as a one up top. It's interesting, I think. And we were asked questions about the formation stuff. I think we're going to do that when we get a little bit more clarity on the signings and whatever as the summer progresses. Because we talked we talked about it last week with you know with one and two signings. It's very difficult to really fathom how it's going to how it's going to pan out. But I I I agree. I think we'll see Sturridge like we saw him in the last few games of the season, and, and what we saw there was. We we changed tactics to suit what we had available and what we were trying to achieve. 
and I agree with what you what you're saying there. Firmino is very much first choice, but and Firmino starts in all the big games. For me, we we know I think we know how we're going to play because we've done it for two seasons now. Firmino in in the false nine gets a pace around him, etc. etc. We're going to have more big games next season because we've still got all of the top seven, six, seven to play, plus the Champions League games potentially thrown in as well. So Firmino will probably Firmino starts in all of those matches, and then Daniel Sturridge I think comes in for the games where you just need that bit of finesse in a tight in a tight spot, etc., etc. Um, again, if he if he's fit and available for us to do that, it's good as well with the signing of. Um Salah because I think one of the things that we saw at the back end of the last season Paul was that no one was scared of Sturridge's pace and they'd sit quite high mm. now if you've got two dead fast blokes you've still got to respect that and it yeah. might give him a little bit more space to play in as he comes back for the ball yeah. if you've got the likes of Mane and Salah going over the top that works with Firmino as well, well what you've got as well is that maybe that maybe but I wouldn't be shocked to see Neither of those guys almost playing in some of those games, and you could have. This is very popular today. Um, uh, was an angry bee chasing them around. Um, the you know you could effectively see Sturridge partnered with one of Origi or Solanke, and those guys are doing the running for him. They're stretching it to give him a little bit, a little bit yeah. like we saw in the West Ham, a West Ham away game. Um, but again, who knows? Options, 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 which is great. But I, it's mad how we go. We we kind of we do this every. It's like an abusive relationship with Daniel Sturridge, isn't it? You know when when because he's really when, good. That's well, the problem. Well, because, is yeah, yes. He's dead good. He's dead at his best. He's so good. It's like you know. It's just it's, 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 a, it's a pure abusive relationship. And when in because he's not because Liverpool have not been playing, he's not been getting injured and missing games. So we haven't been able to build up that resentment towards him. Um, so all we do is totally. think about how great he is. And so he's coming into pre-season. Is he, go, did he carol us at the end of the season as well? Yeah, yeah. He, he back, totally Andy carolled us, didn't he? Come back, come back, did really well. And you go, wow, yeah. If he can do this, every week. two up top, scored like loads of goals against That's West Ham. Really good, and he's you know he comes back and he's just it's, it, things are good again. <laughs> good again. Um, so yeah, but I that I think I if you take that quote from Klopp on on face value, I and I think this is why we're not in for a centre forward this this summer certainly is because of that is the way we play we're not going to need a, a world-class centre-forward for the 50 games a season that a world-class centre-forward will want to play for Liverpool. And or, and or there isn't a guy out there who perfectly does what we need yeah. for that formation that's available to us that we, that we would want to go and spend on that. So in, in reality, he's probably happy to have that with the options and that he's look, got available it's an, to it's an, it, it looks to me on the surface as a wise move because... Everything you've just said, I agree with about storage, but it's also a little bit of faith shown to Origi and Solanke mm-hmm. that you know we could go, we might have to go out and spend thirty million pounds on a Ford, but you've got a year to prove to me that we don't yeah. as well. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that. And I keep saying it. I'm not. I went into last season really optimistic about the striking options that we had. Now we Danny Ings picking up another injury was obviously a big a big blow again and just the the inconsistency of fitness again of Daniel Sturridge and Origi never quite kicked on but 
I still think the Steph will still a player there in Origi, and mm. I think you're right. I think this his contract will probably determine this as well. But I think he's, I think he's got one more. You're right. He's probably got one more season to prove him. Having Solanke there will probably hopefully give him a bit of a kick up the arse as well. We're gonna get Danny Ings back at some point during the season, which I think will will be a big will be a big help. And again, if Daniel stood between, effectively, all you're really looking for is, I think 20, 20 odd games a season. Max, if you have a really successful season in all in all the cups, where you need and you probably only really need one other guy. Now, if we've got that covered between Origi, Sturridge, Solanke, and then possibly Ings coming in, that we're, we're probably yeah. okay. And now again, it comes back to it. I would love Liverpool to if Liverpool had double the transfer budget that they have, which they haven't, and no club has, we would go out and buy Mbappe. Mbappe, sure. <laughs> oh, and we'd probably go out and buy um, whoever played that, whatever that left back's called. He plays for Barcelona that looks like he might be moving as well. Oh no, sorry, uh, Juventus. The Juventus left back who's looks is Sandro. I forget. But anyway, you know, you go you go and buy forty million, fifty billion pound left back as well. You would. But I think again, the, the, there's a we're just looking at the squad and going. I think that's enough to cover us there. And as we said before, goal scoring's not really Liverpool's great problem we if we if we're just able to keep ticking over what we're trying to do with just more bodies of a decent level then we'll probably yeah i we'll guess we're probably fine but more, well you know like i say i don't think anyone what actively wants daniel sturridge nobody i don't think anyone hates daniel sturridge, nice do he is he's, he's brilliant he's a brilliant fella and he's brilliant at scoring goals and he should be as we said at the west ham game he should be in that same bracket with Mane with Firmino with Lalana with Henderson with Coutinho as our best players because he's tremendous. Um, if and if if he was thirty two, he would be perfect for our squad. I said yeah. this last season. It's just the problem with him is that maybe we just need we to should think, be getting more out of him at yeah, this time in his career. Maybe we just need to think of him that you know if we change, if we shift our mentality and think of him like that, we think of him as that like. Aging, formerly world class player who you know you're only you just priming him for certain yeah, opportunities. Then, games. then I think that those could be a big thing there. But again, this is just this just could be another summer of me making excuses for the last two summers on the bounce, possibly three. I've said just fuck him off because I can't be asked. But this was the first. This is the first summer after a season where we've not we've got no look. We're not relying on Daniel Sturridge. Yeah, we're yeah. mental to rely on Daniel Sturridge. We're just going to use him as and when he's available to us, which I think is a very sensible way of doing things. Um, yeah, some so, belter questions there. Absolutely brilliant. Thanks to everyone. Oh, one last one actually. Paul Keeley five says, "Can you come do a live show after the Dublin game? Also, could you see Chan as a future Liverpool captain? We uh, are not going to be able to come and do a live show after the Dublin game. We did we did investigate doing something, um, but." We actually oh, can we can we talk about the, yeah, the Germany do it, stuff? Mate. Let's do it. So we can announce that we will be doing a live show. Chris, you've been handling this. Would you like to fill people in? Yeah. On the so details? it's the day before the Hertha Berlin game. We're going to be in Magnet Bar in Berlin. Uh, if you keep your eye on our social, our Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and all that, uh, we'll be announcing that uh, tickets are ten pounds. Uh, there'll be about hundred to hundred and fifty people there. Um, doors are at seven o'clock. We'll be going live at eight o'clock. All your usual footy chat, interactive quizzes, prizes, giveaways, pints, laughs, hilarity. It's Redman TV Live. It's Berlin. Yeah, amazing. So yeah, if you're going over to Germany for the tour, you're going to be in Berlin for that. As Chris says, stay tuned to the uh, to the to the social for all uh, ways in which you can get tickets and come and join us. It's going to be an absolute belter. Can't wait to get on the Steins, lad. Oh, mate. 
Yeah, if those of you didn't get to see the, the end of season live show, Chris will get on the stands and he will become progressively more entertaining and controversial as the night progresses. So if you want to see Chris Pajak without the filter of us being able to say, no, that doesn't go out into the world, <laughs> do not publish that, then obviously come and join us in, in Bellator. I'm very, very excited for all that. That should be absolutely amazing. And yeah, obviously um, Irish-based Reds, we will get to you guys at some point. We're just dipping our toe into the whole live, into the whole live thing. So yeah, really looking forward to that. And could you see chance of future Liverpool captain just quickly? Chris has said this in the past. They didn't agree, but I think you've we did this on Anfield Index last week, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. I think coming ra- coming more around to the idea. I think it will depend on what kind of season he has and him signing a contract and him signing a contract. And it just if he, you know, if he, he is he a stopgap solution to what we're trying to do. You know, uh, because it's it's whether Klopp wants another person who's like Jordan Henderson, and does he go out and buy that next summer if Jordan Henderson isn't capable of performing week in week out, or do, does Liverpool's team evolve to be an Emery Chan centre team that could have a uh, could have an impact on it? I guess. Yeah, very very interesting. Yeah. Um, anyway, thanks very much for listening, and if you're on the website watching the podcast this week, if you want to watch the podcast and you're not a, a subscriber, we're saying this on on the news shows a lot, but. All of the free stuff that we put out there is very much uh, as a result of the people who support the show, the Redman TV supporters who go to the website. Subscribe, it's two pounds a month. We love, we, we love you guys. Um, yeah, two, it's two pounds a month. It's, 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 it's fuck all. As Chris always used to say, it's got a lost over the years. You've, you've lost more running for the bus. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. In fact, it's probably about the same amount as a. Probably cheaper than getting on the bus. It's one seventy. I saw something saying it was like two quid odd for anyway. It's probably cheaper than a ninety nine. Probably, or maybe not. Oh, I took a photo of that when I was on holiday to prove to you how much a 99er was. Fuck knows, I've lost it. Um, it wasn't like four quid or whatever that you were suggesting it was when we, when we did it. But anyway, uh, yeah, so again, if you want to support if you want to support the show, please do. Um, TheRedmanTV.com forward slash join. Free month, we do loads of extra content. There's going to be, um, there's some audio versions of stuff. If you just like the audio versions of stuff, the Reds Transfer Roundup is available in audio form there as well. And there's massive things brewing with regards to the website yeah functionality new features new shows perfect time to jump on board and uh, yeah thanks very much amazing thank you anything to say before you go goodbye <laughs> perfect thanks guys walk on <laughs>